UFC lightweight fan favorite Frank the Crank Camacho. Thank you for coming back on the show again. Uh, how's life in California? Man, so I flew into California about two weeks ago, and we drove to Vegas a week ago. So I'm in Vegas right now. We're at an Airbnb. There's a lot of guys fighting. Alex Perez just fought last uh, this past show. Amazing performance. He's going to be in my corner. This week, uh, one of my really good friends, or really good training partners, every time I come out, Christian Aguilar, he just got signed to the UFC a few days ago. And another guy that did his camp with us, uh, I wish, I think, I, you know, I got to spend a lot of good time with him, but uh, it was, you know, like, it's really like a short camp, like for me, uh, Mark De La Rosa. So I'm excited for him. He's going to be, he's going to be fighting on the, on the main card this weekend. So it's very exciting. And then I'm up next week. So we have a bunch of guys here just training. We've got the team and a lot of up and coming fights. It's just exciting, man. And nice to be in Vegas, dude. Even though it's the desert. <laughs> well, I was looking at, you know, your uh, your track record. And, and the last time you were in Vegas to fight was Tough 16. Is, is that yeah. true? Tough 16. We used to, we were, every time we we passed by the Palace Station, I always think about it. I was like, dude, I remember we were stuck in that hotel room. And, oh, gosh, 20, yeah, 2012, we fought at the Mandalay Bay, you know, no crowd and uh you know because it was for the ultimate fighter and i fought neil maggie holy yeah, shit he was yeah. freaking dude yeah like if you think about it that was like eight years ago and and the journey you've been on since then it kind of it blows your mind a little bit right wow eight years ago yeah it's kind of crazy because i'm kind of glad i'm in the ufc now considering how much i've learned since 2012 if I had beat Neil Magny and made my way into the UFC, dude, I would have still been a boy, you know? Now, guys are fighting the man, you know? Like, I'm, I'm a man now. I have a family. I'm married. I have a beautiful wife, two beautiful kids. And, yeah, it's it's uh, it's been a journey. Like you said, eight years ago. Wow. Eight years ago. Now, getting back to the, the fight, you've been in camp for basically four months now. You think so? Like, has it been a, like a four-month camp for you? Not so much a camp, but getting ready for April 26th against... Shit, I even totally forgot. Do you remember who was I fighting? The... Patrick? Patrick. Alan Patrick. Yeah. Getting ready for him, and then COVID hit, and when I got home, you know, I still kind of kept up with training. Well, there's not really much to do. Got to catch up with home projects, get uh, get creative, and get creative like home workouts training and working on you know, how we were talking about earlier like working really on the internal watching a lot of footage just having fun again learning again and just kind of kept in shape really really paying off because you know staying ready for an opportunity like this against uh you know that we're fighting on june 20th i got the call it was only like a four week notice or maybe a little bit less or around four weeks and it's so cool to be ready for an opportunity like that versus uh, do I do it? Do I not? Being ready is just feels great. Do you feel like you're gonna that's the attitude you're gonna take further into your career moving forward is just keep yourself ready and then you don't have to hesitate about taking a fight or even having a long like eight week camp. You could do a six week, four week. Two week. Yes, that's the plan. Yeah. 
it's so nice. You know, I, I, I picked up cycling. I picked up, uh, I guess the quarantine was, was kind of like a cool little internal wake up call. Like you don't need a gym to, to, I mean, right. You, you, I mean, right. Obviously you need everything to, and you need the, the best resources you can to get ready for the biggest fights in the UFC, but to stay in shape, to maintain, to just do your thing, man, that's, that's all internal. That's all you. And being in shape is really, is, bro, is key, especially during these times, because there's a lot of guys that, and there's a lot of fights that they're looking for, right? Mm-hmm. What an opportunity to fight three, four five times a year. Mm-hmm. If you can, right? Knock on wood, no injuries. So just staying ready for the opportunity. If anything, now, uh, you know, I was talking to my wife about it. I was like, wow, man, baby, it's so nice to just be in shape. The next thing now is just to kind of keep the weight down so that we can take fights on two weeks notice at 55. Well, with with what you've been doing in in Guam, under quarantine, like you said, mountain biking, working on the yard, these are things that keep you in shape, you know? Like, you could continue doing these hobbies, and, and like you said, you don't really need to have the, the big gym to stay in shape. You have those hobbies. You could continue that, and then when a fight comes along, get into camp and... Uh, and get get rock and rolling, right? Yeah, it's it's, it's nice now because I'm I'm starting to find hobbies that kind of complement my career. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm I'm doing a lot of stuff outside with my hands, getting into carpentry. You know, man, getting my grips and carrying shit. And um, shoot, what's an, what's another thing? You know, like like farming and gardening. Man, you gotta get down there with that pick and you gotta dig and you you're in the hot sun, you gotta get the shovel, you know, and you and, and for me I'm getting creative building different uh like circuits around it. Okay, so I'm gonna dig holes for three, five minute rounds, one minute break. <clears throat> and then you know, so just just getting creative like that, you know? So my neighbors were probably thinking, man, this guy's fucking going crazy. You know, it's like he's shoveling the mess out of the ground. But yeah, just building circuits and just kind of getting creative like that and finding hobbies and finding things that really complement my career and just keep it fun. You know, yeah. I, I, they just just keep it fun. And and at the end, hey, next thing you know, you could you could get some mangoes or some cucumbers, you know, while I'm, <laughs> while I'm doing all of that. So why not? Being stagnant has become you know, uh, an issue for some fighters and, and motivation also. And I guess that keeps you motivated and, and keeps your mind sharp without actually getting into the gym and taking that, that, that damage, right? You could, you could kind of stay away from uh, getting unnecessary injuries, you know, going a little too hard when you don't need to. You know, there's one thing that I really got to enjoy again was shadow boxing. Mm-hmm. Holy moly. Like what, what a great drill to do. I, I before would just shadow, you know, getting ready for uh, for like sparring or for before practice. Shadow boxing was just to kind of go over, you know, you're you're in camp, you're burnt out, you're drained, you're tired, so you're just shadow boxing just to get a warm up. But in quarantine, I'm forced to warm up and use shadow boxing and imagine imagine movement and trying to just get creative and just work your imagination, you know, kind of. Kind of like how when I first started, it was just it was really nice, man. It's it was really a truly a blessing in disguise. At first, it was it was kind of rough at times, but truly a blessing in disguise. And kind of bummed that we're getting back to some sort of a normal in a way. I mean, not bummed, but it's you know it's like oh, I'm gonna kind of miss that. But at least I've touched based on it and will continue to do it when I can. 
Well, you're coming out of the the quarantine with what people expected is uh, find something new, find something that yeah. was inside of them that waiting to come out. And that's what you found. And that's great for you, man. And you just continue that. Now, being in Vegas, so the rest of the camp, you're going to be there. What are what advantages do you see? You know, are you working out at the PI or where are you exactly doing the rest of your camp? So everything here in Vegas seems to be opening up slowly. You know, they're taking the right precautions. It's kind of cool because when you go to like the grocery store here, mm -hmm. dude, no one's wearing masks, you know, but, you know. <laughs> Yeah, so you're like, holy cow, dude, this is crazy. And then you, some people would like pass by and you're like, oh, dude, I think I got to put my mask on, you know? It's just kind of gnarly, you know? I don't mean to be prejudiced or anything, but <laughs> no, but, <laughs> but it's uh, it's real cool, man. It's, but I went to an outlet today, um, just kind of seeing like the, the, the new norm, you know, coming back again. And we have a really good team, uh, two, Alex, Alex is staying. He, 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 I mean, he just fought this past weekend, but he's training already with us. Uh, I have one of my, one of my really good uh, training partners, Dean Hancock. He's, he's coming from team, uh, team Oyama, who has like a really good style that can, he can really emulate uh, a frivola, you know, for this upcoming fight. So small net group and a handful of us, and we were training at, um, at Extreme Couture. Shout out to Extreme Couture for, for accommodating us. Huge facility, amazing facility, dude. You know, great, great place, and just great, great family, uh, great family connect over there. Frivola, once you found out he was on the on the contract, you signed it. You were probably sitting at home. Did you go and watch the tape on him? And what did you think about his last couple of fights? Well, I, I already, I knew, I, I've been following Frivola. You know, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a huge fan. But the guy's so exciting. Well, big gas tank, and he's just a little bit. He. he He's he's he puts his game well together, and uh, he's a pedal to the metal. I'm gonna take you out, and I'm gonna keep going for as long as I can. So when I first saw the fight, I was like, heck yeah! We, we know even even my coach and our management team were like, this is a this is a great fight for me. Then the second part of it was like, I know what you matchmakers are trying to do here, <laughs> so. Uh, really working on, on, on things to, you know, eventually put in my hand raise. What are you, are you expecting a war in this fight or do you expect yourself to be, uh, more technical or what is it? It's like, it's a coin flip, right? Cause this guy brings it. Yeah, it's a coin flip. So I got to make sure that I'm not, not emotional and just stick to the game plan. You know, we have the game plan where we've been working on it, you know, and, and it's not even like specifically for Frivola, but there's a lot of, I have a lot of tools in the, in, in the, in the tool shed, you know, sometimes, but, but a lot of the times I just kind of bring out the hammer when I have the freaking chainsaw on the back, you know, I just got to bring those out when I need to and, and use, use those tools to the full potential and, and, you know, like, not bring a knife to a freaking knife fight, you know, and when I have a freaking rack of guns in the back. So just be smart, be efficient. And, 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 uh, I think that's it. Just be smart and be efficient. But at the same time, because of my last fight with Benil, you know, I got to bring the crank, you know, I got to bring, I got to, I got to come and I got to fight. And, uh, which is getting me super excited and a little nervous for this fight. You know, I was like, okay, but, but, uh, super antsy because I, I, I didn't 
give it my I felt like I didn't give it my all against Benil. Uh, you know, I gave him an inch, he took a mile, and then I just remember just leaving that the the arena. I'm like, damn, dude, I have so much gas. Like, God, fuck, he put me away. You know, like I wish, like, no, let me at least put a war war up. You know, so I have a lot of uh, uh, like internally stuff that I'm that I'm dealing with that I, I I really want to get it out and you know not only prove to the world and get that win, but you know also to prove to myself. Like, man, I still have this I have this thing in me that I need to let loose and I'm, and I will let it loose on June twentieth. It's 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 like balancing the crank and and balancing the cerebral part of yourself, right? That's what you have to right. find right now. That's the flow that you have to find, right? Yes, and and I'm so lucky that I have a guy like Colin Oyama and Team Oyama to really put it together. You know, like I, like I feel like I want to come out for camps. Yeah, I'm learning new techniques, but man, at the same time, it's it's really he's he's. I, I think I said it before, but I'll, you know, I'll say it again. Like, like I know how to fight, and I know I know what to do in a fight. But he's kind of like showing me the way of the fight, you know, how to how to put it together, and not even how to put it together like the way he wants. But he sees like my character, you know, like a video game, right? Like, like uh, uh, like if I'm playing Ryu, I'm not gonna use Guile's freak in Street Fighter. If I'm playing Ryu. And I'm not going to be using Guile's freaking specials, you know? I'm not going to be throwing no, like, no sonic booms or anything, mm -hmm. man. I'm, my Haruken and Shoruken, you know? Like, mm -hmm. he, he, he sees my character and he's seeing the types of, um, like, tools and, and weapons that I got. And he's, uh, he's, he's showing me the way. He's showing me the way of the fight. So I just yeah, got yeah. to go do me and, and freaking fight, you know? Leave the dance and, and just go and just go. Got I got the gas tank, you know, from all those wheelbarrow runs and shit. So that will be good. Well, with the environment that you're gonna fight in, it's nothing new because you fought on the Ultimate Fighter. And do you think that that could possibly allow you to show uh, that that side? It'll be easier for you to show that side because you could kind of fall back after you push forward, fall back. It allows you to kind of keep your mind steady without that crowd just like going nuts. Yeah, I think so. I, I really, I mean. I would like to say that that uh, that I, there's no influence, but man, you get ten thousand people yelling mm -hmm. after a shot, you know. And you know me, man. I sometimes <laughs> I just I just kind of rise to the occasion, and I, but I love it, you know. I love fighting, so it's gonna be like a glorified sparring match. But I can hear coach, and I can hear Alex, and I can hear my corner, uh, just. Telling me if the things that I'm doing right, what I'm what what I'm doing wrong. I can hear his corner, so I'm gonna see. Oh, he's set up the big right hand. I'm like, oh shit, okay, I gotta keep my left hand up. You know what I mean? So it's gonna be it's it's gonna be very interesting, and and it's a smaller cage, so it's gonna force us to fight even more. Um, but yeah, and I feel like environment plays like a huge huge role, and you know you could kind of see that with with uh, like I. I, I feel like the fight could have been totally different. I, I still have uh, with like Justin Gaethje and um, and Tony Ferguson, you know, bro, the crowd would have been going wild. Yeah. A lot of different factors could have changed, right? I still think Gaethje would have won, but I think it would have been a, a whole different fight when you have the whole, uh, what's it what's it, what is the arena here in Vegas? Staples Center? T-Mobile. Or T-Mobile. Yeah, the T-Mobile going, going wild. Man, you can say all you want, man, but those that crowd will will, will get you. You know, it's either gonna make you or break you. Mm -hmm.
Yeah, yeah, of course, man. I love it. Now, you know, you've went down to 155, and and I, f- I believe that you've been working with uh, Ian Larios the whole time. Am I yes. correct? With uh, Lockhart and Lee. Okay, so but Ian has been the one that kind of works with you directly. Yes. All right. Now, yeah, yeah, Ian. Shout out to Ian, man. He's he's one of the nicest guys out there, man. Just so humble, but tall. You can't you can't miss him. Yeah, you can't miss. <laughs> yeah, he can't hide. Oh shit, Ian's here. You he know he's trying to hide. I'm like, dude, you're yeah. still great and dude. Now with him, you know, working with him and and eating like what he kind of recommends and and how does how's that affected you throughout all these camps that you went through dude uh you know as everyone knows I, my i i've i've lost to the scale so many times uh, a little too many times you know and it's you know kind of like ptsd you know oh, man real hard cuts inside the sauna boiling water in the freaking tub just so many grueling times trying to make the trying to beat the scale and having someone like Ian uh, as calm as he is and as chill as he is and how much of a mad scientist he is when yeah. it comes to cutting weight, one, not even one less thing, but one big thing off of my chest, you know? I just kind of just listen to him and you just tell me what to eat and tell me what to do and I, and kind of just plug and play. Definitely, definitely. Now, one last thing before I let you go. Fire Island, it's rumored to be in Abu Dhabi and, and a lot of people don't like that really because Abu Dhabi is like in the desert and it's like 111 degrees outside and and it's like it's not so attractive it's not like uh Phuket you know it's not the Guam you know what I mean (laughs) like would you are you open to fighting on Fight Island hell yeah I mean I've never been to to Abu Dhabi or Dubai or or that or that region so heck yeah I mean yeah Fight Island you know Bro, there's probably so much money over there that mm-hmm. they can build their own island that looks like freaking Guam and have the clear waters of like of the Pacific Ocean or whatever. But, uh, man, nothing's nothing's gonna be like home. You know what I mean? Nothing's gonna be like our clear waters. But, hey, I would love to. I would love to fight in that in that region. Shit, you know. Dude, I'm fighting in I'm, I'm fighting in a small in the Apex Center with no crowd. Did I fight anywhere? <laughs> yeah. Because I heard I heard like the last show that they had in Abu Dhabi with uh, uh with Khabib, I heard it was super hot. Mm. I was super hot. So I hope they 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 fix that and and address that. But it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, that's what that's the rumor that I heard too. You know, actually I just heard that today and I was like, oh, I was like, oh okay, that's gonna be interesting. 